Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a hopefully walking podcast about finding new homes for the lost, forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and this probably sounds different because I have a whole new setup. I have no idea how this is going to sound once it's all done, uh, but we're, we're making it work. We're trying it out. Um, I have now a little mixing board next to me, and it's hopefully going to do some work and make this actually a functional podcast again. Um, but it may cause things to sound a little different, and I would love some feedback about that. And here with me to do this uh, big test, because I did a couple smaller tests to make sure, you know, it functioned, uh, is the wonderful, wonderful Charles of Omnis Protocol. How are you doing? Hey, what's up? I am happy to be back and happy to help you test and continue my guest on as many podcasts as I can <laughs> because I love this community. Yes, uh, the community is great. Um, so yeah, how have you been doing? Not too bad, not too bad. This was a week of uh, I thought I was going to meet up with Brett yesterday to play some games because Wakanda Forever is going to keep me from normal game night. Uh, oh. And that got canceled. But, you know, also doing some new setup with my stuff. So I am, I'm excited for future recording possibilities in general. So happy to help you with your test. Yes. And you are now reminding me that I need to pay attention because uh, this week is supposed to be the Magneto scenario. But we may be a little light on people. Oh, yeah. I wasn't, did not realize that. But yeah, uh, I have yeah. Wakanda Forever tickets. I gotta go. I gotta go see me some, uh, see me some ass kickery right away. Uh huh. No, it's because we line it up the day before new releases. What generally happen? And I forgot about the movie when we were planning. So that's something I need to pay attention to. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, that, Wakanda Forever is coming up. I am cautiously optimistic about it. Well, the first Black Panther is one of my top five MCU movies, like, hands down, period. I loved <laughs> it. It's not quite in my A pluses, because I felt like the final fight was a little too much CGI for me, and was you know kind of was a small blemish on an otherwise near perfect movie but uh i'm i'm excited to see what happens next and deep in my heart of hearts i still hope okoye is the main character yeah um i'm just worried because it's like supposedly kind of simple films for marvel have been very messy recently and this was already a messy production going in True, true. It's two hours and 41 minutes long, so there's a lot there. That's yes. like almost <coughs> as long as Endgame, I think. Yeah, so I'm probably going to see it Sunday, if things work out correctly. Uh, I need to check my recording time, uh, my, uh, the local times for it versus my work schedule. Um because I do know we have a private event that will keep me late on Sunday. But yeah, no. It's going to be interesting. Um, 
Uh, so I, I know you like to derail stuff. <laughs> I also saw um, I saw Black Adam. Oh, this I, week. I fucking loved Black Adam. So did I. I came in and was kind of like, Meh, you know, but I was just kind of in the mood to go see something, you know. Mm-hmm. And I looked up. It happened to be like a Tuesday. And downtown Bellevue was like six dollar tickets, and I was like, "I'm in." Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a little bit more of a complex plot than what I was expecting, which I liked. Good mix of humor, action. I didn't know the background of Black Adam, so I, it was kind of cool to to learn that. Um, and as much as I do not like Pierce Brosnan. He fucking killed it. As <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I was, I was like, I'm enjoying Pierce Brosnan doing something, and that was a weird feeling for me. Mm-hmm. I may have to drag you on for a bonus episode about that film because that's something I do want to talk about in more spoilerific details. Yeah, for sure, I would be down. Mm-hmm. I, I like I said, I there was a, I think there was a lot in that one to to actually talk about and. I actually felt bad afterwards that I only paid six dollars for the ticket. I feel <laughs> like it it really deserved, you know, kind of a full price. A lot of people poured their heart and oh yeah, that movie and uh, it shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I completely skipped over a step of the intro, which is uh, for those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Oh yeah, uh, I'm Charles, uh, also known as Omnis. I do the Omnis Protocol podcast. We're doing a lot of interviews with various people from the community. And then uh, Danny is my my regular co-host. Um, but I also, I'm uh, generally your judge and TO for LVO. So I'm excited to see more people at that. And I'm also a local for Alexa. And yeah. we get in games quite regularly. Mm-hmm. I had... Uh, we played one of the best games of Marvel Crisis Protocol a couple, uh, about a month ago at this point. Yeah, it was very, very solid. You uh, you took advantage of uh, some misplays on my part on because I hadn't played Thanos enough, and uh, you got the best of me. It was it was very good. Our follow up game was not so good, <laughs> but that <laughs> game was great. Yeah, off. Uh, that was a couple weeks later, and it just yeah. was my dice decided no. <laughs> could not, could not salvage the situation. I was, but I was still stressed the whole time. I was like, Doctor Strange is going to kill me. This is not going to go well. And somehow the ranges just like barely worked out, and yeah. Doctor Strange was like two millimeters out from getting to scalpel Red Skull, and uh, that saved my life. Yes. Uh huh. So, um, and of course, I must ask you, even though you have been on the podcast a number of times at this point, uh, what character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Well, uh, I'm pretty sure the first time around, I would have said uh, Yondu or Mbaku. (laughs) And then the next time around... I don't know if I changed it up or if you didn't ask the questions. Um, so it's but, uh, what I think it is, is first time around it was early enough in the show that I wasn't asking everyone that question. Oh, okay. And second time around, I would have definitely said Yandu or Mbaku. Yeah. So this time around, I am going to say that 
that I would like uh, Archangel, specifically Archangel, not Angel, uh, as a long mover for X-Men. Yes, of course, you always want more X-Men. Yes, and I think Archangel would just be super cool, especially with mm-hmm. how much they killed it with um, Sam Captain America. Yeah. Like, that model is <clears throat> stellar, and one of I think one of the stronger sculpts in the whole line, and just thinking about what like even if you just handed it off to that same sculptor, right? Yeah. I think uh I think Archangel could be gorgeous. Uh-huh. I'm I'm waiting for some of the more, you know, obscure X Men, as is my uh as is me in general. Yeah. Well, you liking obscure <laughs> stuff? <laughs> what is this new information that you're presenting <laughs> to the community? It, it's not, you know, my entire brand. Yeah. I mean, maybe you should consider that becoming your brand. Maybe you should, you know, you know, be all about the lost and the forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I wonder. Anyway, <laughs> uh, who did you bring for us to talk about today? Nicholas J. Fury Jr. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, as he would instruct you, you just call him Fury. Even his mom calls him <laughs> Fury. Yes. Uh, the leader Fury. So we will not be playing him in S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and he is a good model. Yes. I feel like I got off really easy with this one, suggesting something. And I was like, you could play Fury in almost any affiliation. Yes. <laughs> um, and he's only <coughs> in one. So there's like 19 affiliations to choose from. So I feel like yeah. my, uh, my path to success here is much easier than the prior episodes. Yes. Um, so, of course, we aren't building him in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, i just going to start off by saying I've had success with him in Winter Guard. Um, I think Winter Guard really need a grunt care, needs a extract grunt. And any of the three options are all good options in Winter Guard. Yeah, totally fair. Uh, I do want to point out that this is actually the first time I'm getting to do a bald character on the show. <laughs> a bald meta OP. I just can't believe that I've been on so many times, and I'm finally getting to do a bald character. Um, you know, praise Jason Statham. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Winter Guard would certainly be uh, a very viable spot for him. They're they're not too tactics card tight, so they could run I. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if that's my first choice, but uh, I've got a couple ideas in the back of my head. But I wanna I wanna hear your pitches first because I've already been playing him some out of affiliation. So I wanna see if you uh, you know, throw any curveballs at me that shake up my uh, my hopes and dreams. Very fair. Um, so it's. I also think he is a pretty, a really interesting piece in Mystique. Um, again, uh, Mystique affiliation is such a secure-based affiliation uh, through its um, actual, like, effects and stuff, um, while also being very objective-focused overall. Um, and the grunts allowing your characters to instead spend their power setting down caps turn one, I think is really interesting where you can, uh, unless you're facing very specific teams, uh, 
kind of leave the back point of a D uh, unguarded and push forward aggressively with them in a real interesting way. Yeah, I, I thought about Mystique when we, we started pitching the idea for this episode. And what I don't like about Mystique Brotherhood is that I think one of the big pulls of playing Fury is that you get to relax the extract tax on your team by having a grunt managing an extract. Yes. And Mystique has already like already removes the extract tax altogether. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really feel like that was a spot that really stood out to me overall like i mean fury's great so i think you yeah. could include him there but i think we can dig deeper and find oh yeah with more synergy i i'm uh, as, okay, as i start off with the low balls i got it you're easing me in well it's also this thing of and i mentioned this i think in one of the dead episodes because uh reminder this is take four of episode 95 uh there have been some issues uh but I mentioned that I like to bring up, even if it's not always the option we go with, I like to bring up all the like ideas in my head. Because even yeah. if it's not what we do today, it may spark someone else to build something. And I think that is super important. Um, Absolutely. I am I'm all for it. I also want to bring up Amazing Spider-Man. Um... Nick Fury is a character that inherently within himself does not have uh, enemy reposition. Uh, but he does have a lot of power gain. Uh, yeah, potentially quite a bit. And so between the just power of slow as, an, uh, as a condition overall is very, very good and being able to just slow walk walk to safely get away from someone when you have an important extract or something is very good but also the ability to if someone else has slowed him which this is a team that gives out slow very evidently he suddenly has a piece of reposition he can use to win a point yeah that's certainly cool i also obviously like a reroll for the grunt in him can be really nice I do think that spiders could have a problem fitting in I. They are kind of stacked on good tactics cards already, so they're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. that could be really tight depending on the team composition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do see the synergy there. Yep. Um, then uh, I think Inhumans, very solid, I think, in there. Um, just getting to play that power game where um, whenever you need the grunts, you always have the ability to go into the grunts or have oh, basically always have Eye in the Sky up. So even if you are flubbing um, your power economy because either you're missing on knife slash attacks or whatnot, um, you can always have those safety nets. They are a rather uh, tactics card light group right now. Um, so that Eye of the Sky can fit in fairly well, and it can protect some of their more important pieces in really interesting ways. Um, I like... 
I, I certainly like that it uh, pulls back some of the extract tax because obviously like Black Bolt and Lockjaw and like you got a lot of characters that want to like give their power to the other characters to fund really cool things. You know I like Inhumans. Uh -huh. um, I could certainly see Fury fitting in there mm -hmm. um, because you could have like the Grunts grab one of the extracts so that saves another power that could just be like handed to Fury or handed to Medusa or you know or whatever. Um, and so I think there is cool plays there and the normal, like if you have the grunts grab the extract in the middle, um, a lot of time the counterplay can be waiting until the last activation and killing them on that one to deny the score, but you could use lockjaw to teleport them backwards I, mid, mid round. I was thinking specifically well decreeing them backwards. That uh, too. Like I mean, all of these things that like they have tools to do cool things with the grunts, and as you said, they they aren't as tight on tactics cards, so they could certainly fit in eye, and that could be really key for um like Medusa because she can attack at range three, right? Like you mm -hmm. can often like move her to outside range two of someone, but still in range three for her attacks, and she could potentially royal decree back into mm -hmm. place, like. There's there is a lot of cool synergy there for sure. Um, in a slightly different direction, uh, Spider Foes. Spider Foes are another tactics cards light group, um, but also interestingly, they have an interesting uh, kind of synergy with Eye in the Sky itself, uh, where. Because they are such a zone control team, eye in the skying, moving deeper into your zones of control can be, uh, can lure your opponent into places they don't want to be for Mysterio traps, goblin blow explosives, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you can move Venom closer to set up for a uh, snack back. Yep. Um, I was thinking about foes as one of my potentials, <laughs> um, but I don't like the dissynergy with the leadership because the leadership um, is once per turn, not once per turn per character. So you can't have the turn, like you can't like start off with this cool turn of like the grunts shoot and fury shoots and they both use the reroll, which I was kind of excited about for like 10 seconds. But no, it doesn't work that way. If the grunt uses the re uh, the defensive reroll, then Fury can't use it. Yeah, the uh, offensive reroll. Um, uh, I I said defensive reroll because <laughs> yeah. I was meaning that like you reroll the defense die. Yeah, it's it's weird to speak about those. On <laughs> on the other hand, though, Fury is a character that already has Pierce, so passing uh, a Pierce onto a potential Pierce onto the grunt uh, is potent. But I can definitely see that dissynergy being uh, something there. Um, those were the ones that, like, like you have your obvious picks. I think he's pretty solid in X-Men. But you are... You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we could talk about the, the X-Men synergies, but um, I had a couple that I would run by you then. Yeah. Um, if you've gone through your list. Yeah. Um, one of the first ones that I think wouldn't immediately jump out to people is that I kind of like the idea of Fury in Asgard. 
Mm-hmm. Um, outside of paying for I once, he can build power reasonably well, and he has a guaranteed power generation. So he is one that I think could potentially like use the leadership really well and top himself off and his hat like and potentially just like get one of the S tracks out of play or you know just have a you know have a nice offensive cluster um i haven't tried it but it was something when we started talking about this episode i i thought it could be interesting and it plays into like the the defensive trap of like odin's blessing and eye in the sky and Mm -hmm. healing cards and stuff like i i could see myself playing that and liking it yeah for sure Um, okay i think um I was thinking about Magneto a little bit. I know we <laughs> talked about Mystique, but obviously, like, Magneto can power up the team. Um, it could help Magneto run um, uh, a, a taller team without having as much problems with, like, spiders or something like that, mm-hmm. where you could just have, like, the grunts run away with one of the spiders, that sort of thing. Um, a, a key eye to, like, put Magneto into the right spot, something like that could be really good, too. Um, and then obviously powering him up, it's just another piece that could just like go off and you're like, all right, Magneto's activated. We're okay. But then, you know, Fury is like, well, I am totally powered up. So we're going to like grunt attack, grunt attack, spender, grunt attack, spender, grunt attack. <laughs> and just like also just completely rip someone off the table. Yeah. Um, and speaking of a specific piece synergy, uh, Toad plus the Grunts, uh, Toad being able to take the Extract off of the Grunts so the Grunts can then go and advantage on a different Extract, I think is is an interesting thing to keep in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't consider that. Especially, say, you have them grab a cube, right? Like, maybe they hold it round one, and then some point round two, Toad grabs it from them. Mm-hmm. Um something like that would be uh would be pretty easy to pull off yeah um i was also i mean you can throw almost anything in guardians right yeah but i was thinking about how when the leadership changed right you no longer have the way to like front load the tokens prior to the change to the leadership you could dump all three tokens on one character right you have this really good like alpha and that kind of went away when they redid it. But you could put one winging it token on a grunt and one winging it token on Fury. Yeah. And have a starting activation that's like four plus attacks and two of the reroll tokens. Mm-hmm. And um, we still have follow me. Yes, they, that that certainly could uh, could happen as well. Also, like Guardians doesn't have the stress of the um, of the tactics cards too badly, so they certainly wouldn't mind I to keep a key character alive at the right point, mm-hmm. right? You could have cool synergy of like, all right, well they 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 moved in and they like threw Groot away so that they could make attacks on Rocket, and then you just I in the sky Rocket right back into range of Groot. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, so definitely, definitely some cool stuff there that um, I was excited about. Um, I kind of went through the list as well, and there was not a lot of other things that really jumped out at me. Like, 
X-Force was okay. I was like, well, you could, like, they, they you know, you get multiple re-rolls, but, mm-hmm. um, it, like, I feel like X-Force already has way too many physical attacks compared to, like, yeah. Guardians that is, like, kind of primarily energy. Uh-huh. Having Fury um, would be cool. Like, I even remember Pat talking about, like, kind of wanting to put Fury into his Guardians list, but he's like, I would only ever play Fury and Thanos at 20, and that doesn't feel like that's worth the slot. If you're trying to play Thanos all the time. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, those were those were some of my um, initial thoughts. I think, you, obviously, you could probably play uh, Fury in Convocation. Yeah. It gives, you, uh, it gives you a character that is good at Mad Men and can still, um, uh, you know, still has high mystic defense. So you don't yeah. really have that weakness, but gives you a, a physical attack kind of punish um punish opposing teams for variety and you know if they kill the grunt right you could keep the grunt and kind of uh up in people's face sort of situations and then anytime they kill the grunt you're like yay books yeah um, but i'm not sure that's better than electra or red skull you know that have a little bit more control over killing the grunts yeah for sure well, I feel obligated to mention the cool X-Men synergies yes. while we're while we're talking <laughs> about Fury. Um, having played Red Skull a fair amount lately and spending a month playing Shield, it really made me realize how many cool tricks that Fury pulls off in X-Men. Right? Like you can have the grunts hop off of Fury or literally anyone and go grab a middle extract and then still back up, like, use Storm's leadership. Yeah. And so you can have the grunts with the center extract and be safe, which is super mean. Yeah. Um, but you can also play Fury really aggressively, right, and just keep the grunts with him, and, like, he can always hop off the grunts. So worst-case scenario, you know, if they kill the grunts, he will always start with the one power plus the power that he got for killing the grunts. So he could always like drop the grunts, hop off of them to be in place to like double tap someone. Um, and then, um, you know, maybe if the first attack goes well, he still gets a spender and then like move the grunts into position. Um, just, uh, just lots of cool, cool synergies there. Um, and it's even been, been playing that a bit in my roster already. Very, yeah. I, I figured we wouldn't go that direction because you were already planning it. <laughs> hey, I am always willing to do X-Men talk. <laughs> yes, but it's not a new and unique home because you're already working on that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think I was kind of leaning towards Asgard or um, Guardians as, as potential builds. Um is there any sway or any uh, um, convincing you want to throw at me to go one way or another? Or if we think one of the other ideas is really worth exploring more, I am open to suggestions. I am being swayed towards Guardians because I'm pretty sure it's been a little while since we've built a Guardians list. Sure thing. I'm, I'm cool with doing Guardians. 
Ev- everyone on the show is like, yeah, everyone fits into Guardians, but this one is <laughs> one that like actually has some amount of synergy beyond the obvious with Guardians, you know? Yep, yep. I uh um I think it I think it does some interesting things for them. They also are less likely to be hurt by the fact that um because uh, they're usually expecting to go last anyway. Yeah. And so having an extra grunt that maybe doesn't activate right away. But yeah, I do think like there's some potential in here to go how, how can we we set up things to do a like a really awful like uh you know fury messes someone up right away um is there a character that jumps out at you that would like be good in guardians that also gives them some movement tech Ooh. so generally i first look at like what are our baseline guardians that we're kind of building with because obviously we get star lord in there um, yeah, for sure. Star-Lord. Why wouldn't you want um, the Star Prince? Yeah. Um, and then, generally, it's Rocket and Groot are, like, the next two people talk about with uh, yeah. Guardians. Well, I think the reason why I'm going to encourage us to not start with the Guardians loadout, I want to see if we can do something weird with this. Okay. it would be very easy to have a very standard Guardians loadout. Yeah. I want to see if there's anything that inspires us. Yeah, um, very fair. To make something a little bit different. Um, so I'm trying to think because you know, obviously, that it's really easy for guardians to run two unaffiliated, even at very low threat levels, right? Yeah. And so we could easily be running um, eerie and a three with a guardian core at 17. So is this yeah. something? Uh, I mean, I don't really want to do. Thanos, right? Obviously, Thanos would be cool, but I don't think I want to go that route. Well, if we're talking about low-threat characters that uh, give, uh, that allow for um, reposition, turn one, very consistently, let's talk about the other Fury. Oh! I didn't really, I didn't really think about that, but yeah, you could, um, you could totally uh the only hard part with guardians is waiting for someone else to walk to the middle before you activate two characters um uh can be difficult but yeah those guys can certainly um rearrange the board i i am not opposed to that i didn't even think about that i think that's a really good suggestion yeah or if you want to go up the point value a character we were talking about earlier uh medusa i am also in on medusa that could like medusa is just a really solid character period yeah um and i think we can play two fours easily in uh a guardians we have points left over with two fours in a guardians core i think at, at like 16 we could do medusa uh, Fury and still have a Guardians core of like Star Lord Group Rocket <laughs> because they are so cheap. Yes, it would be it would be really easy to work all of that in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Is there any consideration to doing a um doing a uh space stone character? I mean, I know Guardians kind of wants the restricted cards, but I feel like they could probably still live without one. Uh, it's definitely an option. Um, the one I would be kind of side-eyeing there is Space Stone Loki because he is the cheapest one that can bring it. Yeah. I mean, Space Maw is still good in the roster, um, but you can't run Space Maw... Fury and your core until 18? Uh, until 17. Yeah, I'm not sure I want to go Nebula Rocket. That's a little, <laughs> a little fragile for my tastes. Nebula Rocket and a grunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you know, um, this is kind of slightly off topic, but... Um, we could always do something like including Punisher mm-hmm. to like play up the you know when stuff dies get get more uh-huh. get more better. So uh, with how wide the team could be. Another option, and I think a very interesting option for us, uh, Clea. Okay. Because yeah, she has can... that turn one reposition. Um, she gives us a throw, which people forget about. Um, and in a pinch, she her spender loves the winging it tokens to try and get the Yahtzee for Stagger. <laughs> Yahtzee! <laughs> um, yeah, I can see that. Um, Heimdall can't do it round one, so he's not, not quite as Cool, and I'm not sure he has enough synergy with that list. Um, Man, the Howling Commandos and Medusa might still just be the yeah. the best choices. Um, I th- I we st- could also... Oh, go ahead. I still have to mention my boy, Corbox Red Skull. Yep. Uh, Rep and Red Skull. Who I think is just continually more and more powerful as time goes on. Uh, for the fact of having two non-size restricted repositions. <laughs> Man, you know, um, all of a sudden it just, uh, uh, I don't do you usually talk about characters that have not actually released yet? Yes. Every, okay. Yeah. I was starting to think about Pyro. Uh-huh. And just thinking about how much like incinerating things and like having fury blow them up and um uh-huh. there there could be there could be some cool stuff in there um i don't know we'll, we'll come back to that thought just yeah. to, like hit me in the back of my head um we could also just like up up the reroll tech and do like plan to do like zemo fury yeah and just be like how brutal is the first activation gonna be for them or or should we protect them? I've been playing Colossus lately. I wouldn't be opposed to throwing in a, a bodyguard character. That that is also very fair. When you mentioned upping the reroll tech, I actually thought of, and it's probably not the right choice with how wide Guardians are, but uh, the new Wolverine just goes off, on, goes deep, 
by himself. And he gets yeah, see, wingy. I, <laughs> I would go Sabretooth before I went Wolverine for Guardian. Because he just needs a little bit more consistency. Yeah. Which. But. I do. I would totally build this with Sabretooth and Fury. <laughs> I, I do want to like, mention specifically that I like the. Unlike the Wolverines. The two new Sabretooth. Uh, the new Sabretooth and old Sabretooth feel like they're coming at the character from different angles. Um, and does not make one feel like it invalidates the other. Well, I'm going to politely step back from that discussion and be like, I will wait until I see the affiliation list before I pass final judgment. Yeah. But... Um, I, I think the difference between medium mover and long mover is is enough innately to make them have different places within lists. Yes, I do think for Sabretooth, at the very least, um, could very easily have multiple places. I've been trying to play Sabretooth more myself. Like, I've got both Fury and Sabretooth in my X-Men roster at yeah. the moment. Trying to... Uh, Get some more, get some more table time with them. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, we there's, there's so many cool directions. Well, oh yeah. Okay. Well, let's say, let's say we want to do this Medusa or, um, Medusa or Fury Senior. Yeah. To kind of like help be moving characters around because it's also just kind of cool for the list anyway. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being able to, like, move Star-Lord around or move Rocket around or move Fury. Like, I, I, I like movement tech just hands down, period. I am on board for movement tech. So, And I um, think it's – I think it allows us to play with some of the lesser played Guardians, too. Well, you know me. I love Ronan. Yes. And – um. And I think there's a lot of synergy there too, right? So say say we say we did something a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. And we didn't just go, hey, we're gonna play Groot and Rocket like everybody does Groot and Rocket all the yeah. time. Um, not saying they're not good, but I would not be opposed to doing a core that's more like Star Lord, Drax, Ronan, Fury, Fury. Yeah, so that that is certainly an option. The, I was I was definitely thinking Drax. I was thinking Ronan. I was also thinking Gamora. Um, because being able to like keep her in stealth range, and then towards the end of activations when the people around her have already gone, you can Howling Commandos her forward, and then she's suddenly in danger range. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think. Okay, well, let's let's start this with. So, I would like to start with a Guardians core of Star Lord, Drax, Ronan, Gamora, Angela. Okay. And basically go. Okay, at seventeen, our base plan is that we're gonna do something like Star Lord, Drax, Ronan, Fury, Fury. Mm -hmm. 
and then we have maybe Medusa as another pick, and then we have Angela and Gamora to kind of play around with those those threats. Like, say, we still want to run both Furies, so we upgrade Drax to Gamora at 18. Yeah. Something like that. Or, you know, we, we, play, around with, we play around with those numbers a bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the thing I'm looking at is we don't, one of the powers of um, Guardians is they have a variety in their in affiliation twos, and we're not taking either. Do we want either of them? I don't know yet. I was thinking about that as well, um, and I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could see them, but I kind of feel like if we're going to do Rocket, we kind of need to do Groot 2, which would kind of round out the list. Uh-huh. Um, let's let's set them aside for a minute. We'll yeah. do this different guardian thing. Yeah, um, for sure. What do you think out of what we've built so far? Like, if we start with that core, we are a faster than normal list, right? Like, yeah. the grunts are pretty fast. Ronan's fast. Gamora's fast. Angela's fast. We could play a more spread out game than. Yeah than most teams mm-hmm. um yeah so maybe like uh so maybe playing the d's yeah um one second um, let me glance at some things quickly but it does feel like we could be very good um very good at b's as well mm-hmm. we have a not terrible team for um because we're getting the extract discount so we can maybe repurpose that into playing the full triple d suite and having an okay time at spider people uh elaborate on what you mean there uh you said spider people, are you meaning spider portals? Yeah, spider portals. The yeah. triple D secure. So we get the two, uh, we get extremists and uh, cosmic invasion, the the two normal stand in them secures. And then we have the 1D pay to flip and have always be on a D. Yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed. Um, I think... I would be fine with doing Cosmic Invasion and Extremists and Spider Portals. Uh-huh. So, um, how does that impact the rest of our building? Because we have two more slots if we're including Medusa. Do we, yeah. I assume, do we still want Medusa? I think we do. Uh, let, let's see what we have at what we're looking at, and then we can, okay. like, reassess. Medusa, I guess. But for now, I definitely think we want her in there because she's just the Howling Commandos up a point and with other interesting stuff going on, you know? Yeah, I uh, I agree. <laughs> um, so I think the first main thing is uh, I think we want a character, another character that has good energy defense. Okay. Did anyone jump out at you immediately? Like, um, 
I mean, we Ronan's a four. Yes. Angelo's a four. So we do have a solid core. It would just be if we need like a. Uh, I I was already throwing around the idea of playing pyro. Yeah. But I do also like I think the speed of Fury. Um, Fury Senior. I like. I always have to like double check in my brain. Like, which one's Fury? Which one's Junior? What's one Senior? Mm-hmm. Um, because Fury Senior is fast and has the sibling in arms. Um, I do like him on. Um, on portals. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily convinced. I need another four. But did you have a character you wanted to recommend? Yeah. Um. I like Miss Marvel on the on the uh, energy pay to flips a lot. Yeah, I can see that. Um, just because she can, like, she's standing on one portal that she flipped last turn. She can transform and get pretty damn close to the other portal with her range to interact very quickly. Um. And she is just, like, she already innately has a reroll, so she's not, like, demanding the, uh, she already has enough rerolls where she's not demanding the winging it tokens, so giving it to the grunts. And Fury is not as taxing as it is, say, uh, when you have someone who wants that reroll as well. All right. But man, I, if we're gonna go a four energy defense three, I want to do pyro. Very I, fair. I love the I love the idea of him firewalling on spider portals and being like, I auto gain power, and now you're firewalled and you're slowed and rooted, so you can suck it. And um, mm-hmm. like I think I think pyro would be super fun. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about that character. Brings yeah. a really solid tactics card too. Uh-huh. Uh I do want to quickly mention uh cuz uh people people love my jank hot takes. Uh yes, which bring on the jank hot takes. Pyro in Amazing Peter leadership. Having three power root reposition. And no, you're you're still rooted and out of position, so your like charges and stuff cost more too. Yeah, it's yeah. That seems so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I I feel that that would be that could be very frustrating. Uh huh. And you can also reposition them so they're within two of another character, so then you can pa- do the flame manipulation pass on the incinerate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, if if we want to play with the new shiny, a hundred percent go for the new shiny. I mean, we could. Um, I mean, I'm still op- like. I mean, I've been feeling Thor lately. Like, Ooh. if we want to do a higher threat, like another option. Um, I don't know what threat levels he would fit in. We would have to like keep it at nine, so that'd be kind of hard. I. 
I think he's cool in this meta, like being able to like throw Malekith and mm-hmm. like obviously he likes the rerolls. Um, he can <laughs> throw Juggernaut off points, which is cool. He's got four energy defense, but if we're trying to play Fury a lot, that would mean that it's. I feel like it would be hard to choose him over Angela in Guardians. Yeah, I think specifically so. in Guardians, yes. Um. But but we also already have a piece that deals with Malachis pretty solidly. Because uh, we do have Ronin, who I think is really good at dealing with Malachis. Fair, fair. I'm on I'm on board with that. Because, like, uh, size, for repos- size for throw and size for push and shock and, and giving out judgment. And Malachis, I think, specifically really hates judgment. Because then when you, like, go into him, he is spending down on... He doesn't get the chance to regenerate his power for spending to transform skulls into crits. Yeah. Uh, I mean... And, I mean, having this list have a little bit of tech for Malekith, right? Uh-huh. Like, I, I mean, I do not think Malekith would want to go to the side of the board with Fury and Ronan. <laughs> no. Oh. Right? Like... You could kind of, to a certain extent, you could force him the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we do it. Like, I've been kind of on a little bit of a Colossus train. So, I am not opposed to the idea of, like, running a bodyguard character. That That is 100% fair. And Colossus, Colossus is a really solid piece to me. Yeah. Um, he's just, he does his job super well. Um, but he ain't flashy about it. And I think our community is so concerned sometimes with flashy, they don't really notice the power of good role players until way down the line. I've also been on a bit of a Red Guardian kick, and I would not mind him here either. Uh huh. Giving us access to Comrade's Keeper. You know, giving, like, a little bit more control in the team. Like, being able to, like, push people off of these points could be kind of cool. Yep. Um, What are your thoughts there? You know I like Red Guardian. (laughs) Okay. Red Guardian. All right, I'm... I am the Winter God player locally. Of course I like Red (laughs) Guardian. (laughs) Yeah, he's just just a really, really solid character overall. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I, I mean, I, I dig it. I think there could certainly be. I mean, am I gonna play him over, uh, over Nick, Nick Senior? Would be the only question. Yeah. But I, I think we want to look at options up the threat chain more than just another three. Okay. Um. So let's. What are. Let's see if there's any five that that really jump out as competing with that spot for uh with Angela, because you. Because it would only be at that higher threat values that you would wanna really play a five alongside your three and your core. Um, yeah, because I feel like you know. If even if we we're playing one of these D's at a higher level, I feel like we're we're gonna upgrade the 
I like the idea of sticking with the two Furies as the primary plan. And so if you think about the two Furies at seven and then Star-Lord is at ten, you're really just playing around with the other numbers. And so it's like Drax and Ronin for 17, upgrade uh, Drax to Gamora at uh, 18. 18, and then at 19, Angela. And so we just need to be able to bump so we do want to be able to bump Fury Senior to a four. Which we have that Medusa. And is that just Medusa? Mm-hmm. So the other thing, um, and I think this might actually be the call, is uh, playing, having the option in the list for Nebula to, uh, if you need to, bump Wider up at and keep the double Fury at 20. Um, yeah, because we, we, well, yeah, we could, we, we actually could run them at 19 if we did that, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you could, yeah, you could just run Drax, Ronin, and, uh, and Star-Lord, and then slot in Nebula for, like, some extra, extra murder town if we wanted to, if we wanted to keep them in. Yeah, and I just thinking having the power to be versatile on how wide you are is something that I think is powerful in this game. Okay, all right. I'm. I think I think I can be sold in this particular case. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking at Black Swan. Kind of. Yeah. She kind of seemed like she could be a cool. I don't know if I'd want to replace uh, Medusa with her, but. She does like the re-rolls. She's fairly mobile. She brings a lot of pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got some displacement options. Uh, yeah. What do you What do you think about that? Black Swan is uh, a very powerful piece. I don't think because the plan we were talking about is that reposition game, and she has no team reposition. She has some opposing reposition, but she has no team reposition, which was kind of the game we were talking about. Absolutely. Fair. Um, the only other team reposition for that I can really think of is Cyclops. I was just looking at him. I'm like, are we seriously going to consider playing Cyclops to uh, uh, move people around? I mean, he does like he does like the rerolls. Uh-huh. Um, he's another hit and run character, so that kind of has some weird synergy with uh, with Star Lord, like their ability to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But I'm not sure quick draw is great if we're gonna like kind of focus on playing the playing the bees. But yeah. Well, no, quick draw is solid if you're not playing the D. If you're if you're play uh because it, it leads you out more spot out crises so if they can get an attack from you if they are another long-range team that is kind of attacking between the points um that does give you some defensive it's not yeah, i just feel like a, a majority of the attacks are probably coming like in those kind of in those pods essentially like yeah. on top of the bees uh-huh it's not quite how 
funny quick uh quick draw is on superpowered scoundrels at times. Oh buddy. <laughs> um I do like I know this is a Fury episode, but I did like from our concept, um, it would be kind of interesting playing a game where you have Medusa and Fury Senior on opposite Bs. Yeah. Right. And so people like get moved away, right? <laughs> like because say on Cosmic Invasion you can get pushed away or spider uh-huh. portals, you can interact and move away. You could end up um having a way to go back. Yeah. Right? Like you could have Medusa be like, All right, well I'm gonna gank this person and put them back on the point and um and that's that's kind of some uh mm-hmm. that's kind of some cool tech. Um speaking of and I, this is a digression. Uh, but I played a bit of cool tech that we talked about a while ago. Uh, I played okay. the uh, attack the midline and then get on criminal syndicate list. Oh yeah, like um, uh, w- did you so like Craven and Daredevil and who else? Who else <laughs> did you run? Uh, Craven, Daredevil, Elektra, New Captain America was my core. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. And it messed some people up. <laughs> Speaking of Captain America, I did have a like a thought at one point. I was like, we could do Sam. We could. Sam can airlift people, so he can. He does fit the bill as potentially moving people around. Um, he's very fast, and uh-huh. um. And the reroll being able to trigger like a, a key push and stuff is pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure if he fits in, but um, yeah. But all right, well, I think we I think we have our our core. Right? Yeah, so we're doing Star Lord, Drax, Ronan, Gamora, Angela, Nebula, mm-hmm. and then Fury, Fury, Medusa. So we have one slot to throw something in. And I currently have that as pyro for if we want the extra energy defense on the energy pay to flip. Cool. All right. Um, you know what? Let's let's nix that and let's do uh, let's do Gwen. Okay. Because we're gonna play triple D's. I feel like we should run Gwen. Very fair. So Gwen instead of Pyro? Yeah, let's do Gwen instead of Pyro. That'll make DeLuca happy if you listen. <laughs> fair uh, enough. But, um, okay. So, uh, we already picked. We're going to do the triple Ds yep. for for the secures. Um, I feel like we can be relatively wide. on, or like, what, what are you thinking extract-wise for this? I was thinking, just because of the power of the grunt, I go for the 17 spam spider-infected cube Montessi. I'm I'm down. Sold. Don't have to... Not not too bad there. Um, I could potentially go without cubes. Okay. Um, let's do hammers. Okay. I like I like that's really good for Fury and the Grunts. Like it just turns them on to kind of crazy. Oh levels. yeah, we're already playing a lot of D's, and that's something where the the, the um our little Grunty will never die if they run away with an extract. Yeah. 
And then Books is so funny on a grunt. <laughs> yes, you are not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, so we got the we got the crisis cards. Um, yeah. So we're definitely getting yeah. Eye in the Sky. Yep. Definitely, definitely some Eye in the Sky action. I actually was going um, a step deeper into Fury Tech. I have been wanting to play this card more. I think we should include Reposition. Okay, yeah, I can definitely see that. That is a very potent object. Right? Like, you could have, like, a weird turn where, like, Fury somewhere you totally didn't expect him because you could have, like, the shield agents um, double move to a different D and then, like, summon Fury over there and then he murders someone on the back. Uh-huh. Right? And that wouldn't even be that crazy. You could do that round two. Yeah. Right? You know, if he, if it's, like, extremist or something... You're just like, oh, they left Wong on the back to something. And then you just like, whoop, double move grunt, reposition. All of a sudden, Fury's right there, and he kills your dude sitting yeah. on your back home and has Eye on the Sky online because he just gained four power or whatever. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, what are you thinking for restricted cards? Um... I'm thinking we're a follow me team. Okay. I'm on board. We'll do follow me. Uh, uh, I think we're trying to be kind of aggressive and with our self reposition, we always have the um, room to. Uh, we always have the power to line someone up to be in the follow me range. And okay. yeah. All right, then for the other one, I want to do advanced R and D. A hundred percent fail. Um, and that would turn on reposition round one. It turns on like uh, Medusa, you know. Yeah. Um, royal decrees. Like it turns on hit and run for Star Lord. Like it, it does a lot a, turn one. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and I mean. Just there's a lot from it and gets me away from the the brace and patch up and sacrifice that I like running all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got four cards. Do we want um, either of the guardians cards? Honestly, no. Mm. Um, I, uh, let's run crew of the Milano. Yeah, that was the one I was kind of side eyeing at this point because it is. Conditions are becoming a bigger part of the game, and if you can just shut down Hydra for a turn... Yeah, it really, really makes Hydra pretty sad. Yeah. Um, We went with Gwen instead of Pyro, so we don't have to worry about that card. Uh-huh. I don't uh, think we go for Over the Top. And then I don't think any of these other characters have character-specific cards. Um, I like Face Me. Let's do Face Me. I think that's really potentially very helpful for both Ronan and Angela. 
as kind of pseudo movement tech. You can like pull someone in. Um, and Drax. <laughs> yes. And Drax. Like Drax is literally like, yeah, walk forward, punch, punch me, me, I get my vengeance token, murder your face. Yeah. Um, I've basically just auto including at this point both mission objective. Okay. And Hold. and recalibration matrix. Uh, on board. Um, I don't think I want recalibration matrix in this team. I like okay. it if we were running like a Hulk or a Thanos or Malekith. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we have someone that that really synergizes well enough with. Like Angela, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I've just been using it as a way to take care of all of Malachis' scopes on an attack. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, but I also feel like at the same time that we we just don't have any one character that's probably that important. That is very fair. Like, we don't have, like, any linchpin pieces. Uh-huh. I want to talk about a weird card. Really? Uh, you? Weird <laughs> card? Crazy talk. Go ahead. Uh, do you remember what Red Room Training does? I do remember. Yes. I think it's solid. Um, especially on a self-reposition extract strategy. Um having the ability to get away with an extract and get a layer of protection with that too. Um, Because we don't have any inherent stealth characters that would want to um, uh, that that we're using as an extract carrier, so I'm on board with this. Say, for example, because you could have Angela grab a center extract, right? Yes. And Red Room play, Red Room training is start of the activation phase. And Angela always has two power at the start of the activation phase, barring, yep. like, poison or something. And so if, there, like, if you saw, like, a lot of guns across the table from you, say, like, shield, for instance. Yeah. You know, uh, and they're, like, all set up to, like, gun down Angela at the start of your turn, you know, because they're always going to have Pryo, because uh-huh. you have a bunch of characters. Um, that would be, that would be cool. I could see including Red Room training. Well, and we you all... Have, you have sold me. We aren't necessarily always going to have Pryo, because we aren't playing the super wide list. We're playing a five wide list most of the time we've talked about. Fair. I just mean, like... You know, in those sometimes with the defensive cards, they're not as good. Um, on that, I would not be opposed to um, having uh, inspiring monologue. monologue. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, I mean, I need one that has uh, Ryan Farmer from Strike Better, him <laughs> doing an inspiring monologue card. That would make it better for me, but. <laughs> Where, where are we at card-wise? How many That's more slots That's nine, so we only have one more slot. Um, and um. just a little bit of uh, classic Drax tech, no matter the cost. 
Um, yeah, I can get behind that because there's actually quite a few plays, um, like in a key moment, you might do that with Fury even like, obviously he doesn't love taking damage, but he's not the leader. So getting like, no matter the cost, giving you a grunt attack and a spender, which doesn't your spender reposition you? Uh, it repositions the grunt. Repositions the grunt. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we did put Nebula in here. We're planning to run Gamora. Are we? Do we want to consider Daughters of Thanos? Ooh, that is that is that's a real scary card. Yeah, I mean it's four power. Um, to give an attack, but. I mean that that could be good, and on the D's, like it wouldn't be that crazy to like set up Nebula and Gamora on the same side, uh -huh. um, to like have a have a three attack activation, and that would give us wait that would give us another way to use two uh, two tokens right away. Yeah, and that that was another kind of idea we were kind of talking about. So yeah, I do like that. We have a oh, lot yeah, of let's... ways to compound our token, of, uh our token advantage and a lot of yeah. plays to ways to self reposition and I think this is a really interesting blend. Yeah, we have we could with follow me, we could actually use we have multiple ways to set up to use all three tokens immediately. Yeah. I mean we still can't reroll into Malekith, but we could make Hulk real sad. Uh-huh. For sure. All right. Well, uh, is that is that all of them? Did we, yeah, did we get ten? That's ten. All right. I'm my only sad part about this is I did not convince you to let me build an X Men roster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but maybe it someday. Have been nearly as much fun because I would be like, well, let me pull out the cards from my roster. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for those of you at home, our final total is, our final list is Nick Fury Jr., uh, Star-Lord, Nick Fury Sr., and the Howling Commandos, Drax the Destroyer, Ronan the Accuser, Gamora, Angela, Medusa, Nebula, and Ghost Spider. Then for tactics cards, we got Eye in the Sky, Reposition, Follow Me, Advanced R&D, Crew of the Milano, Face Me, Mission Objective, Red Room Training, Inspiring Monologue, and Daughters of Thanos. For Secures, we have Riot Spark Over Extremist 3.0, Portals Overrun City with Spider People, and Cosmic Invasion Black Order Descends on Earth. And then for Extract, we have Spider Infected Invade Manhattan, Montesi Formula Found, and Fear Grip World as Worthy Terrorized Cities. So yeah, that seems like a fun list. Yeah, it's got it's got some uh, it's got some chunky stuff to do. I like yeah. it. Yeah, it, it seems like it would be fun to play. And I think Nick is just uh, just a solid character. For but, oh man, using the winging it tokens like when you get to like go first, and maybe that's a not, neither fun part about us not playing super. Um, uh, and even at sixteen, we could run four characters, couldn't we? Did we make that possible? Seven. Uh, well, yeah. At 16, we could even run four. 
to like set up for like, oh, you moved on to this point. Fury's gonna use two reroll tokens. Yeah, that is. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And that, what would you want? Nick Fury, Gamora, Angela, Star Lord. Yeah, it has to be Gamora or Ronan. Yeah. Um, I think it would be funny if you could like do Ro- like Ronan is like your first activation, and if they attack Ronan, then you're like, judge you. I get first activation. Kill you. You don't get power. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean, opponents probably aren't going to walk into that, but it would be funny. Funny, yes. Um, But especially if, like, you know, you have Ronan, like, say you've got someone who's playing, like, Gamma and Demons, and, like, you do your first activation with Ronan to, like, go up in the middle and, like, grab a center extract or something, and then they have to, you know, they have to deal with Ronan. Yeah. Um, Like, maybe that situation could present itself. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. No problem. Happy to be here. Happy to, you know, it's MCP. Yeah. Love building rosters. Mm-hmm. Even if even if we're a little weird about it. Yes. Uh, One of these days, I'm gonna. We're. Ne- I think the next time you have me on, whenever that is, like six months from now or whatever, I'm gonna specifically pick a character that I'm gonna convince you to let me build an X Men. As long as it's a character you haven't already built in X-Men. The big idea about this show is that we're building and talking the theory crafting and talking it all out on mic and not already having like a list built and going, okay, here are the synergies. It's about looking at the options and seeing and talking through the options and stuff like that. Does that make sense? I, I, I agree and I understand the direction and I respect it. Yeah. So hard because I play almost everything <laughs> in X Men, but yeah, maybe I'll I'll hold one back. I'll I'll save one or something. Uh huh. Or I can convince you to play a really jank character in X Men. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, X Men synergizes with lots of things. I still need to try Hulkbuster in X Men. Uh huh. I, I still remember playing Hulkbuster in, in Kingpin Criminal Syndicate and that being super annoying. I remember you trying to play Hulk Criminal Syndicate against me and then uh, uh, you getting meteor punched to death. No, that was... Hulkbuster. Uh, that was... Oh, yes. That was that was Hulk. There was also the I time I tried to play Ultron into you and he kept getting meteor punched. Yes, you're like, all right, I I have just the amount of health that if you kill him, then I will get to uh, Age of Ultron. And I'm like, Meteor Punch, Meteor Punch. punch. Yep. Uh, I don't I, I don't even think I'd – had I even seen a Hulkbuster in our area at that point? No, because I ordered it overseas. Nobody yes. had it. Uh-huh, that's why. Yeah, so nobody had played against Hulkbuster yet. Uh-huh. But now I was playing uh, Kingpin, Hood, Hulkbuster, and then somebody else. Um, yeah. And Hood healing Hulkbuster, always good. And then just, he was so annoying. I need yeah, to pull that I, list back out. Just probably. the annoying, undying assholes in Criminal Syndicate. Well, I did just um, 
totally upgrade all of my recording and streaming possibilities, so maybe I will uh, bug you to let me record a game or something at some point. Absolutely. Let, so. you, uh, let you play some weird stuff. Uh-huh. So, for... Show the world. Uh, for people who want to reach out to you, where could they find you? All right. Well, I mean, I'm pretty much the Omnus everywhere, O-M-N-U-S. So you can find me on Discord. I'm in Morlocks. I'm in Danger Room. I'm in Rogue Agent, Strike Better, Alfredo's Size 3 Taco Truck, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast, all of those Discords. Um, I am not very active on Facebook anymore. You can find me at The Omnis on Twitter as well. Um, but you can also, like, message me through does youtube have messaging i don't know i have a youtube channel as well i should get back to putting some stuff on there yeah but, uh, yeah probably just reach out to me on discord that's easiest i check that all the time yes um and if you want to reach out to me i am lexa white on all of the mcp discords i am i think in every one that you mentioned um and then i'm also in a couple weird ones because i i'm liking the I, I've joined into, like, the Game Store Guardians and the Savage Lands and stuff like that as well. So, I'm in a couple weird ones as well. But that's just me collecting them. Um, and then... Uh, or everyone can just meet us at Las Vegas Open here yes! in, like, three months. Uh-huh. We will both be at LVO. We're both going to be very busy at LVO, but we'll both be there. <laughs> yeah. But you can absolutely say. I want see. Sometimes it's easier to say hi in event running stuff than when I'm playing, because like you're just like, oh, someone introduces themselves to you like as you're like in between rounds. Then you go into the next round and you like just forget everything. Uh -huh. um, I but, also. Uh, yeah, I'm hyped. I am planning to go to the Atomic Testing Museum out there as long as it's still open. So if. Anyone wants to join me on a pilgrimage to look at depressing historical stuff? Uh, poke me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, you I was just talking. The professional casual people were saying they were excited to finally meet you as well. Yes, I am super excited for that. Oh, those guys are great. Uh, I had Dan on for one of the lost episodes. Uh, oh, sweet. Their whole crew is just awesome. Oh yeah. People. I, oh yeah. I highly recommend. Um, I actually I got to be on one of the uh, Elite Eight Showdown episodes. I right? I think I'm on the last episode of Elite Eight Showdown. Uh, at least the last one currently released. So that's go check out that. That was a super fun podcast I got to do, and I got to have strong opinions that most people won't agree with about tabletop RPGs. <laughs> we definitely check that out. Like, get in, get into the arguments. Nerd uh -huh. fight. <laughs> um, and if you want to support the show, uh, you can support at patreon.com slash Lexa White. Uh, as long as the system works, which it seems to be, I can see the recording on my second stream. May sound a little different, but it's, it's working. Um... I'm going to hopefully have some bonus episodes coming up. Uh, that'll be maybe one on Black Adam. Yeah, maybe one on that. Uh, more bold meta there. We should have known <laughs> yes, it was good. Bold, bold meta. meta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm also in talks with someone for doing a, a Riverdale season two catch up with my good friend Ed, who uh, you will, who I've had on for I think a couple bonus episodes at this point. But we've been doing a we're doing a series of he finally catching up on Riverdale, so we are chatting about it between each season that he watches. Um, and then uh, I am in talks with a person for a Casablanca episode. And so that's super exciting. And then I am, I'm looking to make some changes to the Patreon and add a little bit more value there over the course of the next couple months. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, we also rapidly coming up on episode 100. So keep an eye out for that. That's going to be super fun. So yeah. 100 hype. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. And keep experimenting, people. Thank you.